on today's episode, we are joined by Celebs Go Dating's very own Paul Carrick Bronson. On the episode, we talk about traveling as a family and how your personal values tie into all aspects of your life, including traveling. Hello. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm really good. So are you in the UK at the moment or are you back kind of home? I am. So uh, we're here. So we're in the UK. We're in London right now. uh, And uh, we'll be here. We actually have no idea. How long? How long will be here? Uh, maybe July or longer. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. So you've managed to come out with the family this time. Yes. Yes. Thank. That's thanks. really nice. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. The 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 only downside, but I keep saying that we have to look at the positives. But the downside is just that, you know, still because of COVID restrictions and we don't have vaccines, we're not able to maneuver as we'd like, um, mm-hmm. and especially travel as we want to travel, yeah. you know. but hopefully vaccines will come to us fairly, you know, fairly quickly and we'll be able to, you know, do, what, do what we love doing. Yeah, definitely. Because for the last season for Celebs Go Dating, you had to come out on your own, didn't you? And I saw that you did a post, which was really hard hitting about how you had to leave the family behind. And it was really hard for you mentally. Oh yeah. It was incredible. It was, uh, it was, you know, I've, I've recounted this several times, uh, you know, to, to different people that it was one of the hardest moments and not just the separation was hard. It was knowing that I had broken this code that we had created, uh, in our family. And I think that codes are very important. And if you don't have a code, like codes are based off of your values. And if you begin to make decisions against your values or against your codes, what ends up happening is you interpret that as a bad decision. You know, it's really interesting. It, it, it made me really reflect on, well, what is a bad decision, right? Mm-hmm. If, we, if, if, if you and I, uh, you know, come to a, a, you know, a, a fork in the road and you go left and I go right, what makes me think you went, you know, you, you did an incorrect, you know, you made an incorrect decision or I made a correct one, or maybe you made the correct one. I made the incorrect. It's always based off of our values. And so that time away made me realize that I was making this massive decision against my code of if, you know, if as a family, if there's a project that's over 10 days, we travel together, which is a part of of our value around family. So that's, uh, it it was a good time of reflection. Uh, But now we're all together, you know. That's lovely, that's so good, yeah. And how have you found traveling in the pandemic, especially as a family? Yeah, so you know what's interesting is we have, so if you consider the pandemic to be roughly a year of quarantine and lockdown, we've traveled abroad, multiple times as a, as a family, you know, I've actually gone back and forth between just the UK and the U S five times. So some, it's interesting. Some people haven't left their flat, you know what I mean? And we've been going back and forth. Uh, And also we're um, you know, what's really cool is we're planning this massive road trip in just a few weeks where we're going to travel all throughout the UK. Um, And so we, it's interesting. You said, how do we find it? Right. It's their pros and cons. The pro, and this is just being completely real, is the best flight ever. The best flight ever. Like really, the best flight ever. Because no one is in the airport. 
right? Very few people are on the plane. So there is, there are no waiting. There's no long TSA. It's, you know, you, we, we, uh, we, we flew once 300 and I think 80 passengers, potential capacity on the plane. There were nine people on the plane. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it's like we had sections by ourselves. You yeah. know? It's just so, so that from that standpoint, also, if you look at the safety, if you are wearing like double masks or, you know, uh, we call them uh, N95s, I think with K, maybe KN95s here. Uh, but if you are, you know, ventilating the cars that you're in, if, if you are social distancing, if, if you're doing everything according to protocol, the actual maneuvering of traveling is, is technically easier. Now, the con is that you can't interact as, as you did. And, and that's really the value that comes with travel is the interaction and the experiences that you have with other people. And so that becomes a massive con. But the pro is that you could really go anywhere uh, w- with, without a lot of issue now. Yeah, that's brilliant. So the road trip, that's really exciting. Is that something you've done before as a family in the UK or is it something completely new and you're kind of taking this opportunity to be able to visit parts of the UK like a lot of us because we're not able to go abroad why not explore (laughs) more of the countries we're in (laughs) yeah yeah this is this is true so we have experience road tripping in I'll say Europe right so last year and this is uh the beginning of the very very beginning of last year so January right around Christmas, actually, um, you know, my wife and I said, Hey, you know, we had a car here and we said, Hey, let's drive somewhere. So we decided to drive to Bordeaux. So we drove from London to Bordeaux, which that in itself was a really cool experience. Then once we got to Bordeaux, we were like, Hey, let's go to Madrid. So we went to Madrid. uh, Then we were in Madrid. We were like, Hey, Let's go to Portugal, right? So we drove to Portugal. So we did this massive road trip where we saw multiple countries, that whole, you know, kind of Iberian Peninsula hanging out and loved it. It was the most life-changing trip of our lives. We were on the road for about two weeks. And so we decided that we would do the same thing this year, regardless of the restrictions, right? But We've never, we've, we've lived technically in the UK for four years, but quite honestly, we really haven't been outside of London. You know, we, it, that's pretty, pretty much been it. So what we're going to do is we're going to drive, we're going to see all of, all of the UK, you know, so from London to, I think, uh, to, to Bath, to Cardiff, to across the ferry to Cork, uh, to Dublin, across to uh, like basically Scotland, go up to Loch Ness, come down and see Edinburgh, um, Manchester, Birmingham, Manchester. Like we're, we're going to do this massive loop and fully see the UK. And so we're super excited about that. And it's going to be the entire adventure. It's going to be three weeks that we'll take to do wow, it. Wow, yeah. That'll be brilliant. And as well, to give your kids the experience to be able to come with you as well. Like, that's amazing. I spoke to someone before on the podcast and they said, I asked them, how have you found traveling has changed since you've had kids? And they said, well, to be honest, when we had kids, we just, we didn't want the traveling aspect to change. We've just incorporated them into the experience, which I think is so fair to say for so many people that love to travel. 
Oh, yeah. That's a really good point that they made in terms of the incorporation, because I think there's this thought that when you have children, like your life is over. You know what I mean? Like you'll never be able to do certain things. Now, you, there are many things you can't do. <laughs> like when, when you have, tra- but travel is is not one of them. And the beauty of traveling with children is you get to see it from different perspectives. You get to 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 experience literally that moment from multiple perspectives. You know, so we have a seven and a ten year old, and what a seven and a ten year old may see if you were in the you know the the hill the like. Uh, like the hills of uh, in Jamaica and the Blue Mountain, like up where it's just like the best coffee beans in the world. You know, they're looking like it was interesting when we went there, we brought our kids. I'm thinking about, okay, like I want to see like the manufacturing of these coffee farms and how blah, 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 blah. And they're just looking at these little coffee beans on the, you know, on the trees. Like, wow, I just want to pluck a coffee bean and let's look at the flesh around the coffee bean is it's one of those where, you're enriched by the experience of your children on these trips. Yeah, definitely. And it's just so nice. You can take them with you. Where are some of the best places that you've traveled to either kind of solo or with your family as well? I mean, mean, I'm such a like cup is half full optimistic, you know, person that like everything has been beautiful. You know what I mean? Even the crazier times, like we were literally this morning, we were talking about, we were talking about this trip, right. That we're going to take around uh, the UK. And my boys were like, well, please, I hope there's no ferry because (laughs) we were once on a ferry from Northern Spain to the UK. And we were on this ferry for about a day and change. And we all got seasick. It was the most miserable experience of our lives at the time yeah but we always talk about it we're like oh remember that one time like we (laughs) like we couldn't move you know we were rocking shaking we had to get the ginger cookies we watched shrek together in the bed like we, we we talk about these moments and i think that's the beauty is that what we're here on life to do is basically create moments yeah. That's what it is. And moments come from these unique experiences, experiences that are off the beaten path. And so when you are out, no matter where you are, even if it's on a, you know, rocky ferry ride for, for 36 hours, even that is memorable. Even that is a moment. So um, quite honestly, I mean, I mean, I, I could just everywhere we've gone, th- there's been something incredible about it. Yeah, definitely. And what do you like to experience the most when you go traveling? Is it the food or is it kind of culture? Probably a bit of both. I'm sure it's really hard to kind of pick just one. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, for, for me, I tell you, me personally, now this is, I think, where I'm different from the family. I think my family collectively, it's all about the food. Like it's, it's all about, like it's about <laughs> okay, the food. For me, I love to experience the black history of mm-hmm. that particular area, because what I find to be fascinating is that whenever, so wherever we go, whatever city in the world, we normally look for two type of tour guides. So we normally do a general like city tour by whoever, right? 
But what's interesting is on the city tour, there is very little to no recognition of the black culture and the black history of that particular area and how the black history and the black culture really shaped that area. So then what we do is we go off and we find someone who is an expert in black culture, professor, tour guide, et cetera. And then we get a second tour and then we, and we get the, the history from, from them. And that gives us a full picture of the area. Point and example is I just mentioned going to Bordeaux. So we go to Bordeaux or actually, let me even get, this is I think even better when we were in Lisbon in Portugal, right? So we're in Lisbon, we have this tour. They're talking about how great Lisbon is and how great Portugal is and how great the food is and how, you know, just how great everything is. And we're with it. We're like, wow, it's cheap to get, be educated here. We were thinking about moving there. We were like, this is great. You know what I mean? And then they talk about, oh yeah, we, and we're, we're the, you know, we, we discovered, you know, we're the discoverers, right? No mention of the fact that the Portuguese also started the transatlantic slave trade. Right. No, no mention that literally in those same ports that you're talking about, these discoverers went out. This is where the what many people have said has been one of the most tragic, archaic, um, you know, basically events in history. There's no mention of that. Now, when we started asking questions about it, tour guides had no clue. Matter of fact, we were more informed than our tour guides on the history of, and, and you think about, well, you know, some people may say, well, well, Paul, like, okay, that happened, but that doesn't necessarily impact culture today. No, it impacts everything today. In, in Bordeaux, we're on a general tour in Bordeaux, tour guide doesn't exactly know how black history has impacted anything, but then you realize the slave trade actually is what financed all of the wine manufacturers, all the liquor manufacturers, actually all of what's considered the downtown Bordeaux area that, that was built in the 1800s was financed off of the slave trade because Bordeaux had the largest port in France. So the slave, so in terms of the slave trade is the ship stopped there. And so you think, okay, does that impact? Absolutely, because it, yeah. it enriched families, which then created industry. You know what I mean? It's massive. So to me, I think that's very important, regardless of your ethnicity, it's important to understand the full picture of an area. And so that's, that's what, that's typically what we do. And, and that's what I find interesting. I mean, the, I find the food interesting too, uh, but- <laughs> But I, I find that to be fascinating. No, that's brilliant. And in terms of kind of the extra work that you do, I never realized that you, are you currently building schools in Jamaica or you've already built some schools in Jamaica? Tell people about this, because I feel like people don't know this side about you. <laughs> yeah. So we've, we've been working, I say we, uh, my wife, myself, also uh, uh, we have a community that we've started called BWPC, Better With Paul Connect, that has 500 global members. And as a community, we've supported a project there. So we've always had an interest in helping with educational initiatives in Jamaica. Now, 
educate there there's a need for educational initiatives all over the world all over the world but the reason why we focus on jamaica in particular is two one is i have jamaican heritage right so you got to protect home always <laughs> but then secondly is what ends up happening to jamaica and this happens to a lot of caribbean um, uh, countries is that people come and they stay at the resort which is typically not owned by any Jamaicans. It's typically owned by, you know, international, you know, folks from abroad. They come, they buy up the land, they build hotels, they build these all-inclusive resorts that are, that are incredible, but give you no need to leave the resort. And if you do leave the resort, typically it is through the, like the, the hotel has curated it. So what ends up happening is these Caribbean nations end up not truly benefiting financially from the profiting of these hotels and these resorts and these entities, right? And the trickle-down effect is that ultimately, so when you really think about it, you think about, okay, so the people aren't generating money, there's no taxes really being generated because all of these international companies have all these crazy, you know, side deals, et cetera. So the education system in these countries are just, I'm talking about, are, are prehist- they look prehistoric. These yeah. schools are basically shacks, you know, no running water, no toilet that's operating. Hurricanes hit the country multiple times every year. Roof blows off. Oh, we still have to do school here, you know? And you think about all the challenges that you have as a child, peer pressure, the, you know, what's happening at home, like, all of this stuff that's happening as a child. And then you show up at this facility that is just broken. Like chairs broken. Multi, like th- I've literally gone to, to a school in Jamaica and seen three, six year olds sitting on the same chair, like the same single chair, because there was, there, there was not enough chairs, you know, sit on the ground or share a chair. So the point here is that they need a lot of help. And so we have been supporting whether that is helping to construct new areas of schools, whether that's just simply some paint on a school, whether that is most recently we finished a project in um, Mandeville where we installed toilets, we installed um, uh, hurricane-proof windows, helped to reinforce the roof, right? We uh, donate books, you know, uh, every year we have a conference, we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll just show up and read, you know, any support. And so what I would encourage everyone listening, because I'm sure there's a lot of travel minded, right, uh, people listening is, you know, when you go travel, stop off at the schools. Always stop off at the schools. Even here in the UK, I brought my boys. We've gone to schools here. Right. We'll we'll go. My boys have read to, to kids here. We'll, we'll interact because that is really where the world changes, changes in the school. And these kids, whether they're five, six, 10, 15, 16, they'll never forget the day that that quote unquote foreigner came to their school, stopped in and said something like just that interaction could change their life. And it just takes one, you know, great person to change the world. You know what I mean? So that's why I encourage everyone, wherever you go, stop off at a school, donate a book, read a story. Um, you know, once COVID is done, hug a child. 
you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Have you got any plans for kind of post pandemic, any exciting trips planned? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going everywhere. <laughs> we're going everywhere. Try to help us. <laughs> I mean, right, right now, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what we have planned is we have uh, this summer, we're doing this massive three week road trip which we're super, super excited about, like Scotland, Ireland, like it's, we're super excited about that. Then immediately after we're going to Jamaica, uh, we plan to spend some extensive time in Jamaica. Uh, also, we're, we're, we're going to be going to Ghana, so Accra, uh, Ghana. So, so, and I think West Africa is the new center of the world. It's very important for everyone to make sure that we're visiting West Africa, understanding what's happening in West Africa. So those are, those are, the, those are the three you know, massive trips that we have planned. Uh, and that, that should keep us busy for a while. And then we'll you know, start the traveling again soon. Definitely. That's incredible. And I think, you know, it's amazing the work that you do in terms of supporting. And I'm very much, I absolutely love going to, I've been to Kenya a few times and I really wish I could go out. And actually that was one of the trips that I was hoping to do this year. We'll see if I can go out there and um, to be able to just explore some different places and be able to give back to local communities. And I think, like you said, the tourism, we kind of forget about that other side of tourism sometimes. And people can get kind of very sidetracked into the exciting resorts that are available. So I think it's, yeah, it's really important to be able to bring up that other side. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome for that. So in terms of people who would like to kind of get involved with your community, is there ways that people can get involved and kind of help support you? Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that. Uh, so Paul, so uh, paulcbrunson.com is my website and I'm at mm-hmm. Paul C. Brunson on, on almost all the platforms. But if you just put a slash in there and go to BWPC, so paulcbrunson.com, BWPC for Better With Paul Connect, You'll see all the information about the community. Uh, what's really, really, really cool about the community is that it's a community for people who value, right? We started a conversation talking about values, who value three things in particular, right? So we value legacy, we value financial freedom, and we value culture. And so we are a big community of travelers. And that's the reason why every quarter we do a different event somewhere, you know, somewhere different um, in the world. So uh, yeah, I think BWPC is a really, really cool community for folks who care about those three things. Definitely, yeah. Well, straight after this, I'm gonna be joining the community. So that's exciting. I just love these type of calls where you can get so excited about giving back, traveling. It's just a shame that we can't book flights straight away to go next week. Otherwise, for sure, I'd be on a plane somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, to, to that point of like, oh, it's a shame that we can't do it. When we now can do it, I think that most people are going to understand the, you know, the privilege that we have to be able to jump on a plane, you know, we're we're going to understand how special it is to be able to go somewhere, sit down next to someone, you know, uh, we'll really appreciate that. And those are some of the silver linings, right? Some of the benefits that have come from the pandemic. Definitely. And I think, you know, like you touched on earlier, being able to give someone a hug, 
like these are the smallest things that we obviously probably took for granted beforehand and being able to be like, well, actually, I'll be able to travel and give my grandma a hug or <laughs> be able to go abroad and see someone that is just so special to be able to have those connections. Oh, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, that's really it. Like when you really boil it down, we're social creatures, which yeah. means that we thrive from being with others. And the pandemic, I think, has taught a lot of us how important it is to actually have connection with others. And I'm talking about connection that's not digital. Digital is just not enough for us. We need more than that. And I think we, we realize that now. Definitely. Well, it's been so lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. It's been really great kind of chatting, getting to know you. And I really look forward to seeing how your community grows, really. <laughs> Good. Deal. I mean, it's, it's been an honor to talk to you. And I think that this, this particular topic and topics like this are great because it cuts across a lot of the noise that typically happens, you know, it cuts across politics, it cuts across ethnicity, it cut, it cut, like when you talk about travel and connection, that's something that we all have a commonality in, you know what I mean? And that's also a place that we can all find something that we relate to. And ultimately that's what makes us human. You know, that's, that, that's it right there. So I think this is very, very cool what you do. So keep doing it. Thank you. And I look forward to, yeah, following your journey and seeing all the exciting things that you have. And yeah, seeing your road trip. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. I appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe to the Travel Minded Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Travel Minded the Podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Justice Abroad. Justice Abroad was founded in 2019 and is led by myself, Michael Polak, a trained barrister and expert in international law and assistance. Justice Abroad operates to ensure that people who travel overseas for work or pleasure can be confident that if anything goes wrong, there'll be someone ready to help them. We are seeing an increasing number of cases across the world where people find themselves in trouble and we've been asked to assist. Justice Abroad has a team of top investigators, lawyers around the world, and support staff available to provide unparalleled support. Many people when traveling have an attitude of, it'll never happen to me. And then when something does go wrong, they feel helpless with nowhere to turn. Anyone traveling for any purpose should be aware of the issues that could arise and be prepared to get in touch with us should something go wrong. We currently have cases in Greece, China, Thailand, Somalia, Myanmar, Cyprus, Spain, Vietnam, and many other countries around the globe. The increased number of cases which are coming to us proves how frequently travellers can find themselves in trouble, often as a victim of crime or accused of offences they did not commit. Usually, travel insurance will not cover you for assistance and advice with legal problems overseas, and even where they do, the assistance can prove ineffectual and not practical. At Justice Abroad, we have an extremely hands-on approach that allows our clients to feel assured that we will deal with every aspect of their situation and ensure they have the best possible outcome. We're Justice Abroad, and we're here when you need us. Thank you.